This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we get a look at how much feds can contribute to their retirement plans next year. Customs and Border Protection is pushing money towards stopping goods made by forced labor, but now it needs the manpower. And a former DEA official receives a stiff prison sentence for pretending to be part of the intelligence community. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Thrift Savings Plan participants can contribute a maximum of $19,500 toward their retirement next year. The IRS says employee contribution limits remain unchanged for 2021. The annual catch-up contribution limit for federal employees over the age of 50 is $6,500. Catch-up contributions allow employees closer to retirement to set aside more of their income toward 401k plans like the TSP. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency's chief technology officer is retiring after 20 years in federal service. Mark Munsell is set to retire in November. As CTO, he helped develop and modernize NGA's technology and streamlined capabilities. He also published the NGA's first technology strategy. Munsell formerly served as the NGA's chief information officer and IT services deputy director. Another attempt to block the president's Schedule F executive order. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Democrats on the House Oversight and Reform Committee are asking the Trump administration to immediately stop implementing the new EO, at least until the administration shares documents detailing the development of the executive order and an analysis of its impact. The letter comes from committee chairman Carolyn Maloney and subcommittee chairman Jerry Connolly, plus over a dozen other members. Agencies are currently under a 90-day deadline to review their positions and create a list of jobs that could move under the new Schedule F. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. In the lead-up to the election, a federal judge orders USPS to tell employees operational changes remain on hold. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. The Postal Service is sending its employees a notice telling them an earlier policy that restricted late and extra trips between mail processing facilities and post offices is on hold. The memo says staff should count on making these extra trips if necessary to ensure on-time delivery of ballots and election mail. The judge's ruling also requires the Postal Service to provide daily updates on on on-time mail delivery as well as on-time delivery of election mail. The Postal Service says daily metrics don't provide the same context as weekly performance metrics it's already been sending to Congress. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Defense Department and the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Advisory Board are close to a new agreement to put the supply chain initiative on more solid ground. Katie Arrington, the Chief Information Security Officer in the DoD Acquisition and Sustainment Office, says the Pentagon will make the no-cost statement of work public once it's finalized. She also says the military services and agencies are close to finalizing the 15 solicitations that will test out the CMMC standards in 2021. OMB is creating a strong foundation for government-wide shared services, so an industry association is suggesting how to make it stick. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. More attention to discipline, execution, and results are needed to finally get back-office shared services moving across the government. That is the conclusion of the Shared Services Leadership Coalition's new white paper that interviewed industry and federal executives. The coalition makes 11 recommendations for how agencies can overcome obstacles that have stymied shared services for the better part of two decades. 
Public and private sector executives both keyed in on the need to hold agencies accountable and for the initiatives to show true results, whether it's cost savings or better services. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is partnering with Google to enhance the agency's use of satellite and environmental data through artificial intelligence and machine learning. NOAA signed on to a three-year other transactional agreement, a vehicle that allows the agency to quickly award small research and prototyping contracts without a lengthy competitive bidding process. The agreement includes NOAA and Google working together to provide AI training to the agency's workforce. The Army took some lessons from Shark Tank to find some new advances. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. Welcome to the Dragon Innovation Challenge, the Army's spinoff of a certain famous TV show where contestants pitch business ideas. The Army was looking for a way to manage its ranges and found a winner in Major Evan Adams. He developed an application for scheduling, managing, and forecasting range and land use across the Army. Adams beat out 87 other submissions. The Army will now help Adams scale his invention. He also gets a four-day weekend to relax after spending hours developing the product. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. While the Homeland Security Department dedicated more resources to stopping goods made by forced labor from entering the country, it still needs to address its workforce needs for the mission. The Government Accountability Office found Customs and Border Protection has not assessed and documented the staffing levels or skills needed for its forced labor division. It even had to suspend some ongoing investigations due to staff shortages. GAO says while there is a plan in place to expand the workforce, CBP needs to lay out just what skills it's looking for. The U.S. Agency for International Development is days from establishing new plans and procedures for dealing with COVID-infested countries. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Over the summer, the agency conducted an intense planning exercise called Over the Horizon Strategic Review. Acting Administrator John Barsa said it was aimed at enabling USAID to maintain mission delivery in countries weakened institutionally by the pandemic. He said countries that were fragile have become brittle, and not just in health and health care. Now it's reviewing the country-by-country recommendations with its allied agencies, including the State Department. I'm Tom Temin. And a former Drug Enforcement Administration public affairs officer receives a seven-year prison sentence for defrauding at least a dozen companies of over $4.4 million while pretending to be a covert CIA agent. According to the Justice Department, Garrison Courtney falsely claimed to be a covert officer of the CIA involved in a highly classified program or task force involving various components of the U.S. intelligence community and the Department of Defense. He used the fake story to gain employment with certain companies, saying he needed the jobs as cover for his real mission. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 